This is Hayden Partain, and you're listening to Sacramento's number one soccer podcast. What's going on, soccer fans? And welcome to a number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. As usual, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Danny. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing good. Had a uh, social distancing dinner at my parents' house, which was nice. Uh, my kids got to see their grandparents and spend some time with them from uh, six feet. So that was nice. And, uh, you know, it was just nice to get out of the house and, and see my parents. So that was kind of fun. I, I had a, a really good day, too. Uh, I did a, a little food drive, community food drive, with uh, a couple people from Amplified Entertainment here in Reno, um, and it was it was amazing. It was an entire neighborhood. Of course, everybody was pretty much separated, but uh, we were just playing music. Everybody was kind of gathered around listening to the music and donating food, so it was a, an amazing day, actually. Well, that's great. No, it's great to hear. What are you having? having good days and then these, you know, tough times, of course. So yeah. yeah. So today we welcome a former Sacramento Republic midfielder who started his soccer journey off with solar Chelsea before moving on to the demon Deacons of wake forest. Now a member of San Antonio FC and Facebook live with house skills joining us via the McCooney dreamline. Please welcome Hayden Partain to the podcast. How's everything going for you today? Hayden in San Antonio. Good man, just holding down the fort like the rest of us. Uh, just taking taking all the time I can do uh, to be productive and be positive through this whole situation. That's great. Yeah, it's a tough, but you know, hey, being productive is is definitely even doable from home too. So it's great to to yeah, see that for sure. Thank you for taking the time to to meet with us and talk soccer. We really appreciate it, Hayden. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we uh, we just have some questions for you, get to know you a little bit, and also so our listeners can get to know you. Uh, for those who didn't get to watch you play, um, so we'll get we'll get right to it. Um, so I know your dad has a unique background in the sport, as your dad was a member of the late Siggy Smith's uh, UCLA sides for a few years in the late '80s before joining the the Dallas Sidekicks. Was having a father who played and understood the game a factor in you finding a passion for the game? Yeah, I mean, for sure. My my whole family, not just my dad, my mom played at TCU, uh, so she played college soccer. I was kind of, like, born into it, but they didn't really force it on me other than, like, me having a ball when I was a little kid, and, and I didn't really decide anything. But once I got to, you know, like, six, seven, eight, then I, I just always loved the game and I played all sports, but then uh, once I was going into, I think high school or yeah, into high school, they told me that I should make a decision and on what sport I should specify in and just focus on that. So that can help me get a scholarship or whatnot. And I, yeah, I obviously chose soccer. So, I mean, I definitely remember growing up and go to my dad's games at the Dallas sidekicks and reunion arena and they would play in front of 30,000 fans. It was, it was a crazy environment. So always having that register in my head, thinking of my dad being a pro, like I think that was just always a dream for me. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. And it's awesome to hear that. Um, so, you know, your youth career, you spent it with the solar Chelsea, um, you know, how competitive of a, of a program was it with them? 
Yeah, no, it was, it was really competitive. I played from them uh, from my freshman year of high school through my senior year, so four years of academy league. Uh, it was it was great. It was really tough. I actually, my first year, I actually played up a year um, because they they did it differently. Then they had U fifteen, U sixteen as one team, and then they had U seventeen, U eighteen as one team. So there was basically two teams for four age groups and it was yeah it was super competitive uh i made the team i remember my first year i didn't really i didn't start or anything so i was playing against bigger boys that were older than me they could drive and have girlfriends and i was still getting dropped off by my parents um but yeah no it was it was a great club i learned a lot under two fantastic coaches kevin smith and adrian solka and they're, they're both still doing the same thing i think one went over to texans but uh, Solar's still an amazing club and and doing great things. So it was like you you had your mom drop you off around the corner so you could uh, make it to practice without her saying bye, sweetie. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, no, no, man. I I told my mom to drop me off as close as possible. No shame. I, I didn't. It didn't matter. Nice. I like it. I like it. Just take <laughs> it. Take for whatever you get. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's when you're getting picked on. It's usually a good thing. It means yeah. People like you. That's that's I told my wife that she used to cry whenever we would we would hang out with my cousins and they would always make her cry and I had to explain to her that that just means they like you. Welcome to the family. Yeah, exactly. You want them talking about you. That's right. So after Solar Chelsea in high school, you you moved on to Wake Forest, which in its own right is one of the top programs in the country, uh, especially in that ACC with uh, teams like North Carolina, uh, Duke, even Florida State, who has a pretty competitive program in Clemson. What was it like having players in training like Ian Harks and Jack Harrison um, and John Bakerow? What was it like to have that in? What were training sessions like? Yeah, I mean, all those guys were my boys. Uh, training sessions were, were harder than games. I'll say that. Um, the level and the standard that they held us to at, at Wake and the things that, that would, they would try to implement um, day in and day out were just such a high level. And, no, I mean – it was next to none. Uh, it was basically being at a pro pr- program and getting your college degree for four years. Um, we the way we the style of play that we played, possession based and and quick, uh, high pressing. Um, it, it was it was amazing. I loved I loved it. And those guys, I, all of them, I still keep in r- pretty close contact with. Um, some of them are in our league, you know, and some abroad. But no, it's it was a, it was an amazing place and a special place always in my heart. I learned from two fantastic coaches there. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ever, uh, I always think that that decision was the best decision I, I honestly made in, in my life to go to wake. So Hayden, you had some runs with two USL two sides and a total of 18 appearances. How frustrating were those experiences knowing where you came from prior and what do you think was holding you back? I mean, to me, I never th- was frustrated to be honest. Like I never was, at, at the train or at my on my team and being like oh I'm better than these guys like I've come from a higher level and whatnot like that that right there is is negative thinking and if you think like that you're you're already at a loss um, thinking that you're better than other people because then you always have an excuse of reasons of why you're you're uh, playing poorly and why you're at the same level as them currently uh, so I mean for me it was it was a big learning point I had to swallow some humble pie and and learn that, hey, I'm not quite there yet, and I haven't sh- proven to someone that has, wants to take a chance on me as a coach. So, honestly, I just kind of uh, grabbed the bull by the horns kind of attitude and just worked my butt off and made sure that every single day I was out there 
proving that I was better than the people that I was surrounded by and playing against. Um, and sure enough, that that work ethic and, and that day to day grind and proving every 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 single moment that I got a chance, it paid off. And someone someone believed in me, which was Paul Buckle, and then and then I signed. So in uh, 2017, you know, you, you signed your first professional contract. Um, can you tell us, you know, what that feeling was like to, you know, know that you were signing your, your first contract? Yeah, it was a lot of pressure off my shoulders. Um, I, I had worked so hard for that moment and I was just, I was extremely happy, happy. I was like, it was like being freed, you know, it was, it was being freed and I was just, I was so thankful uh, that really God has given me that opportunity for something that I work so hard because a lot of things in this life aren't fair and sometimes that doesn't work out and, and he granted me that that opportunity so I was just super appreciative. How did the contract with Sacramento come about? I know uh, there, you, you've shared this before but how did you finally end up here? Um, so I was playing at Des Moines. I got uh, in touch with an agent and he wasn't willing to work with me because I couldn't pay or whatever. And so I, I finagled a way for him to give me contact information. I actually emailed Graham Smith, sent him like my highlight video from college and like the current PDL season that I had made myself on my computer. And um, it was around the time that Danny Barrera, yeah, uh, he got injured. And so basically there's a player in the midfield that they needed. And so I said, it was about the same time. It was just like timing and everything. And, they brought me out. I bought a one-way ticket with my own money to go on trial. And they're like, all right, we'll put you on a week trial. So I was on a week trial. I remember like the first like three, four days I played center back in training. I was like, how am I supposed to like prove these guys anything? But I just, I did, I kept my head down and just did whatever they said and worked hard. And, uh, and a week later they're like, all right, we're going to look at you for another week. And then they played me in my natural position. And then, um, I remember we were scrimmaging against either Sack Gold or some local team, and I got the ball in the midfield, and I turned, and I acted like I was going to spray the ball to my right side. And the goalkeeper was, like, standing on the 18. And I'll never forget this. I clipped the ball. I hit the bottom of the crossbar, and I scored from half field. And I remember Paul Buckle, he pulled me off the field while the, the game was going on. And that day later after that training, he was like, all right, we're going to sign you, mate. And then I was like – Oh, this is, this is wild. So then they ended up signing me. Um, and I did like a one year in which it was like half a season at that point. Um, and that's kind of really how it came about. You think about, you think about contracts most of the time they are year to year, but even when he just shows up or says, all right, you're on, it's like, Oh, okay. I finally did this. Yeah, exactly. No. And, and, and the big thing too, is at that point as well is, you're so thankful for the opportunity but the work isn't even done there because if I mean if you, you want to play pro you want to sustain it for for a, a good amount of time you know while your body's fit and able um so just me getting that foot in the door to play like I couldn't just be all right it's done I made it no like I had to work my butt off the rest of that season so that they would want me to come back you know so Hayden you made your first appearance against Whitecaps too as a sub what was going through your head during that time Honestly, it was it was crazy um, because that that's the most people I ever played in front of. And I remember I subbed on, and the first thing what the ball got thrown to me. The first thing that that happened was I checked away. The ball got thrown to me, and I slipped the ball in for Tyler Blackwood to kind of get like a half breakaway chance. I mean, honestly, there was nothing really going through my mind other than like 
just play and enjoy this, take this all in, but also just focus on every moment. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I can't hear anything. Like Jeremy Hall was teaching me so much. He kind of took me under his wing. He was talking to me so much in training, like positionally to help me be organized and, and be in certain spots to help the team and help himself. And I couldn't hear a thing out there in Papa Murphy's park. Like the, the environment was electric. So I, I, I was just like really just starstruck to be honest. That's probably all I was thinking, not about any of the play or anything. It was just, wow, this is amazing. So you were with uh, Sacramento for, you know, about two years. And so, you know, you, you played a lot of games with us and, and you were here for, for quite a while. Um, what was it like, you know, being in Sacramento for you? Oh, I loved it. Um, I lived in Elk Grove my entire time, uh, which was really close to our training grounds. But I loved going to Midtown. My, my wife and I took advantage of living close to Lodi and, and drinking wine and mm -hmm. um, going to South Lake Tahoe. We actually got engaged in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really miss it, to be honest. I loved it. The weather, the people, uh, the atmosphere, Temple Coffee in Midtown, you know, Makuni. I mean, there's so many great things. Uh, I miss it all. Uh, I, yeah, that's all I could say. It, it was amazing there. Yeah, Mikuni's definitely amazing too. I mean, we had him here on the podcast and yeah, he does so much for the community. So it's it's great to, to hear you mention him too. So uh, Hayden, a lot of people are wondering why you ended up leaving for San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I wanted to stay. Um, I think whoever the staff was that was making the decision, I don't know because they didn't have a coach at the time and stuff. I think they were just going with a, with a different a different look, which is completely understandable. Um, I didn't play much that season. I, I can't say that I wasn't completely happy. I was, I was upset about it. You know, I wanted to play more and felt that I deserved a little more and felt underappreciated. But I mean, I guess they're going with a different look and a different, different type of player in the, in that, in the middle of the park. And, and that's, that's football, you know, it's a, it's a game of a, opinions and you try to use your opinion and find players that fit your philosophy and your style. And, And just it was kind of a disagreement there, and that's and that's the way it was, and everything was very professional. I miss, uh, I'm, I have a good relationships still with Todd Donovan and even Simon and um, and even Mark. I met with Mark before I left. Uh, I had coffee with him. He's a great guy and a great coach. I would have loved to play for him, but yeah, I mean this, that's how it was. It's it's strictly business, you know, nothing personal, and that's that's basically how it ended. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully you get a chance to come back in the next years and maybe when we're in MLS, I think that that would be, that would be nice too. So obviously, you know, you're, you're from Dallas, you know, you're, you're closer to home now being in San Antonio, but has it helped having a previous team member in uh, Mitch Tainer on the squad with you to, to adapt to the team? Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, I think we had three weeks of three weeks of preseason before Mitch actually signed here. Um, But no, it's been awesome. Mitch is a great guy. I remember our our head coach here called me and asked me about him, and I was like, "Yeah, get that guy here like ASAP. He's a he's a machine. He's a warrior. He's a great defender. Um, I wouldn't want to play against him. So I definitely want him on my team. You know, uh, it's been great. Yeah, he he lives in the same same apartment complex that I live in, and uh, he's he's a really cool guy. It's been nice transitioning. I mean, uh, we both are very uh, goal-oriented in the same ways and what we want to achieve. So it's been good to be able to be familiar with each other and kind of help each other through it all because it's, it's very different. 
So during this downtime, you've actually started to create a company um, or a project, I could say, right? You found something that you found passionate, you're passionate about that has the ability to sustain for a long period of time. Can you uh, give us some insight into FTO? Yeah. So um, FTO, it stands for football thought out. And basically what it is, is it's going to be a, a business to be a resource for kids of encouragement and teaching and tactical analysis so that they can uh, take their game to the next level, whatever it may be, whether they want to go from rec to club, um, from from club to college, from college to pro, um, or they're in pro, whatever it may be. Um, so basically, I'm looking to I'm I'm in talks with a couple of guys to hire as coaches, and basically, what we're going to do is uh, there's three different services. We're going to have uh, technical and functional trainings for either an individual or a group of kids. Uh, we'll have camps and clinics, and then we'll have uh, tactical analysis meetings on like video chat. So um, I'm working on all that. I'm working on my website. There's a bunch of different platforms that I'm trying to use to reach the market. And it's it's right now I'm focusing solely on on San Antonio and, and Dallas um, because those are the two areas. I mean, one that I'm living and the other that I'm super familiar with. And basically, I'm just trying to help kids, you know, have another uh, resource to better their game if they're, you know, very self-driven and motivated to, to, to be better. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what it is. There's a lot of things that I've got to implement and, and go through. It's very, uh, very detailed and I'm very, you know, there's every single little thing I've got to be super thorough about. Uh, So I'm just trying to figure out what I'm, what I'm really going to do, but that's, that's the main gist of it. Uh, so there's a lot, of, I'm, I'm in the very early stages. It's a startup at this point, but um, we'll get there. Well, if you ever need help getting it out there and let, and letting the people know, uh, definitely let us know so we can make sure we support you in that endeavor, because it sounds like something that's needed. Uh, I appreciate it. Throughout, yeah. throughout every community. So besides messing up the living room carpet and having your wife get upset with you doing the uh, skill videos and technique stuff, how are you staying sharp right now? Yeah, I mean, our, our team, we do a lot of meetings. We do a lot of things together. We work out together um, through uh, video chat. Um, I've got a fitness packet that I do I do to the teat. Um, I'm going to the field every single day, staying six feet away from everyone. Uh, so basically just honestly, I'm working out the same amount as if we were training. Just I have less bodies to, to work with, but um, I've been using Peloton. They have like a a three month free trial. I'm hitting every single core exercise I can find on there. Um, just different ways to work out. I've been working out like two to three times a day and then working on my business. So I've been super, super busy, uh, for the, for the quarantine. You're gonna come back more fit than you, than you ever have been. If you keep working out three, four times a day, man, that's the plan. That's the plan, man. That or the grocery bill is going to be higher. If there's if there's guys that are sitting around, then I wanna I wanna have that competitive edge on them. We all have the same situation. It's how you respond to it. Yeah, that's that's solid, man. Well, I'm glad. And I'm assuming the packet is probably like yeah, thick of of just weight training and hits and hit training and cardio stuff. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's wild, but you just got to do it. It's part of it. You got to love the grind. Yeah, man. I I. I I stopped worrying about the grind when I, when I hit 35 and the knee started hurting more. I'm like, yeah, no, the grind is done for me. You're, no, your, your grind is in a different way. Oh, now. dude, it's, it's chasing. Kids, you got family. It's you're grinding in a different way. You got it's chasing, man. The, the rat side. race. 
All right, guys, so it's uh, time for my favorite segment, rapid fire time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's rapid fire questions are brought to you by New Glory Beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can get their shelter-in-place special of a $100 deposit for a keg. You can also order all beers online to be delivered to your door in California. All beers except for your kegs. You'll have to pick them up. They will not deliver those to your door as cool as that would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Hayden, we're going to ask you 10 quick questions. Um, you know, Give us your, your best answer. Uh, you can only pass twice. Um, and you won't know what's coming up next until until we ask it. So, All right. Good with that? Let's do it. All right. Uh, so first question, favorite and worst team to play against? Favorite team, probably Phoenix. Uh, it's a great environment, and they're always a good side. The worst team to play against, probably Colorado. One, because it's you can't see half the time because there's, like, snow blowing in your face. Uh Either them or like Orange County because there's just no people in the stands. <laughs> they're, they're, really not, they're late. They're just late. It's that it's that LA Orange County. <laughs> They'll show up at halftime. Uh, there's no excuse. You, they know where they live. They need to leave earlier. Then I, I went to a game there, uh, Hayden, too. The um, game that you guys played like two years ago, too. But uh, I didn't see any people coming even after halftime. So I think I think it is always <laughs> empty. Yeah. yeah. Lu- Louise was one of the four fans there. Yeah, yeah, I think our, was fans, our fans were loudest, loudest of the whole stadium. There was more Sac Republic fans than there were anybody else. <laughs> Pretty much, four. yeah. <laughs> four, yeah. <laughs> and all four were Sac Republic. Maybe the one person up in the nosebleeds who just randomly yeah. showed up, right? Yeah. I mean, there was one person because someone threw an orange at, like, one of our other fans. So, yeah, there was one fan. But, of course, you know, they threw the orange. So, <laughs> Oh, my dude. So I went down. It was Orange County. It made sense, I guess. We weren't we weren't too mad. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny there. So next question here. Um, who, who's the one player that you thought was going to be the best who was a total dud in your eyes? A total dud? I mean, I wouldn't say he's a total dud, but I thought Drugbo, when we played at Phoenix against us, was like going to destroy us. And then Josh saved a PK and saved a top bins free kick. And I was like, dang, bro. Like, and we ended up tying them or beating them. And I was like, wow, like that was drug, but so, um, I would have to say that, that occurrence. That's crazy. That's the second time we've heard Drogba as the dud on, on that I mean, question. Dude, he's, he is so good. He's just he, like, I'm scum compared to him. He knows that. So he's just walking around like, chilling man <laughs> i remember when like it was, i think it was his first game or it was like a game on his birthday where he hit a 40 yard free kick screamer top i know in. that was the game before this game and that's oh. why when he got a free kick i was like dude this guy's about to just put this in the goal just miss and then it. josh had other thoughts and so then he ended up not scoring that game and then we ended up like winning and i was like dang that's crazy bro oh dude that that's nuts uh most embarrassing soccer memory most embarrassing soccer memory I mean, this is this is pretty graphic, but I mean, I can say it, I guess, and y'all can edit it out if you don't want if you don't want it on there. But we'll there was one time it. I was in a youth club and a youth club tournament, and I had I was playing the game, and it was like the thirtieth minute, and I like had to poop really bad, man. I had to poop really bad, and I like tackled this guy that was way bigger than me, like way bigger than me. So I like put a lot of force in my tackle, and I ended up actually like pooping my pants. Um, and I ran to the bathroom and like 
threw my sliders away and then I ran back on the field and I played the rest of the game without sliders. <laughs> dude, sliders are like adult diapers sometimes, dude. You just, you got to make sure you do it. Yeah, no, I mean, it was crazy. We still won. I wouldn't say it was comfortable, but you got to do what you got to do. That's right. Sacrifice. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What the one person in the soccer world that you cannot stand? One person in the soccer world that I cannot stand. It's got to be Alexi Wallace. <laughs> it's got to be. I, I said that he's he's essentially like the Bill Walton of soccer, where he just doesn't know when to stop. Though Bill Walton at least knows when yeah. to stop. I'll be but, like, yeah, no, you're exactly right. But he was he he is my Joe Buck or my or, or my Eric Walnalda, either one <laughs> of those two guys. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, there's there's times that that on TV, like in in all honesty, he says things that that are right and they're truth. But he just sometimes just keeps going. Like you said, he doesn't know when to stop. But the other thing too is like he'll critique people, and then you go look at like his highlights and when he played. It's like, bro, you only played because no one else played soccer at that point. Like, you could not stand a chance at this level now. Um, so that's one thing that bothers me. Like, I like people that walk the walk, not just talk the talk, you know. But, but I mean, he's been at a higher level, uh, quotations, than I have. So I don't, I don't know how much, how much that counts. <laughs> so who would you say is the next USL guy to go to MLS or beyond? Next USL guy to go to MLS. John Beccaro at Phoenix, he he was under MLS contract even last year, and he was on loan. He he should be in the MLS, and he could be again. Uh, there's a lot of players on my team that I think. There's a guy named PC that I think should be in the MLS. He's he's a quality player. I'd say those two players in my eyes. So um, Danny is a huge wrestling fan. I don't know if you are, but Danny loves him some WWE, even when there's nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. Who would be the one teammate that you would wrestle? And if you who would be the one teammate that you would lose a wrestling match to? Dude, that's tough. I mean, I feel like anyone could beat me really. I'm a small guy. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty strong. I honestly I'd say Mitch. Like Mitch is a beast. Mitch is pretty big. I definitely wouldn't want to wrestle against him. Yeah, I'd probably go with Mitch. I was trying to think from the team my team now and the team in uh in Sacramento that I played on. So yeah, I'd say I'd say Mitch. I wouldn't want to wrestle Mitch Tainter. What is the best halftime speech from a coach you have ever heard? Dude, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. In all honesty, if <laughs> in halftime, I'm listening to like one thing and one thing only, like the tactile, tactical adjustments. That's about it. But motivation, like that's all inside of me. So if you're saying anything motivational, I'm probably not tuning in, to be honest. If I'm a sub, I'm definitely not listening. If I'm a starter, then I'm like, you know, bro, I just ran for 45 minutes. I kind of want to chill out, and I know what I need to do, and I want to beat these guys. So, yeah. So I, I really can't remember too much other than tactical adjustments. I remember one time someone saying, like, you don't win this game. Like, you don't get your win bonus. People are taking your money or something. And I remember that, and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's true. But, like, I'm, I was I'm, – I'm very – I don't know. I feel like I think of things maybe a little differently. I'm like – I'm not, like, money-driven, so – that doesn't hurt me. It's just that I don't want to lose. Like, I'm going to be pissed the rest of my week until we play another game because we lost. Like, I, it doesn't matter about that. But I remember a coach going into, like, these people are stealing your money from you. Like, you can't let them beat you, all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. <laughs> uh, who would you say are your top five teammates ever? I'd say this guy named Jared Odenbeck. He's, he's my number one. 
My number two, I'd probably have to say Ja'Cory Hayes. He's my boy. Number three, John Beccaro. I'm very close with him. Number four, probably say Adam Moffitt. And then number five, I would say PC, probably. I spend a lot of time with that guy um, here at San Antonio. So I'd say that's my top five. Nice. So, you know, going to Wake Forest, you had essentially two rivals. You had Duke and you had North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then when you were with the Republic, you had Reno. It's kind of your rival. Mm-hmm. So if you had to kiss the crest of Duke University or oh. Reno, whose crest are you kissing? Oh, Reno's for sure. No chance. No chance I'm kissing Dukes. That's for sure. Reno, I mean, if they're paying the paying the bills, that's the only reason I'll kiss the crest. But, I mean, even Reno's, that's pretty bad. But it's it's definitely over Duke. Yeah, I can't. I'm a demon deacon, man. North Carolina, Duke, all those teams, no chance. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Salty about that one. No, man, that's that's pride there. You can't you can't ever cross that line. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta you gotta know when to draw a line in the sand and hold hold uh, hold tight. For sure. Uh, so Hayden, what four players for from the past or present would you build your own team around? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, I'm not going to go to the obvious players like Messi and Ronaldo and stuff because uh, I would I would definitely want all players that are, you know, just a self-driven work mentality and, and buy into full culture and they don't think they're above anyone. So I'd first say probably Luka Modric. Ooh. I'd say I'd put Luka Modric in the middle of the field. Um, I would say... Luis Suarez up top, he works his butt off, and he's very team-oriented. So Luka Modric, Suarez. I would put Vincent Company in the back. That guy is a leader. He organizes everything. I mean, him him or Virgil van Dijk, those two guys, amazing. And then, let's see, I'd probably put Aubameyang. Aubameyang up top with Suarez. Bombing always finds ways to score. He doesn't complain about other players underperforming, about a bad club situation. I'd say bombing. So that, that those are my four. I'd I'd probably choose. I was I was thinking you you were talking about workhorse mentality. I was thinking you were going to go with like Edgar Davids at one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a good choice too. But yeah, I'm going to go with those people instead. All right. Well, last call, boys. Last call. So Hayden, uh, this is a question that we we like asking here a lot too, and you know even our our podcast revolves around community as well. But what does community mean to you? It means everything, man. I mean, if you don't embrace and love your community, you're you're really not not doing much. Um, the people that support you, you've got to love and support them back just as much. So community is everything. That's that's one reason why I really felt like I found success at Sac Republic and enjoyed it so much because there's so many fans, so many kids, so many parents, so much staff, so much team, uh, uh, team staff and players that I was so close with and had really great relationships and, uh, good experience with. So, I mean, it's everything really you, you, if you want to be successful, I think community and a, and a positive, uh, goal, goal oriented culture is, is the two main things. You're not even talent. Um, or, or the best players. So I think it's everything. What would you say was your favorite memory with the Republic uh, in and out off the pitch? On the pitch, definitely 
definitely has to be my first goal that I scored against Reno. I scored a header and I'll never forget like Tyler, Tyler Blackwood. I went to run to the corner. He like horse collared the crap out of me. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm trying to just like go free uh, and enjoy the moment. And uh, off the field, I had 15 to 20 kids that I worked with that I coached private lessons with and like seeing them evolve over the course of three seasons and kind of, you know, grow to be better and look at things a little differently in the game was so awesome to me and being close with all their parents and getting invited to go over to dinners and spend time with their family. That Those kind of things off the field were amazing for me and my wife. That kind of segues into why you're doing F- FTO, correct? Yeah, for sure. It, I want to, I want to basically give back and, and teach kids um, about looking at things, you know, not just at face value and, and kind of share my experiences and anecdotal evidence so that they can, they can, you know, maybe have an easier path or see things differently, give them a little uh, a heightened sense and, and awareness of what things are going on around them so that they can be better than other people. I don't know. Um, that's really, I'm, I'm passionate about that. Well, that's great. Um, it's good to hear. So how can people stay on top and, and keep up to date with you and, uh, the building of FTO. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a FTO a Facebook page. That's probably the best best way at the moment. Um, there's a I have a YouTube channel, but I only have two two videos up right now, and they're kind of um, I'm kind of falling behind on that because I'm working on the actual web website itself. So I'd say the Facebook page is probably the best bet because everything from Instagram, TikTok, other social media platforms will be displayed on the Facebook page as well, and all the in-house um, skill sessions that I'm doing twice a week for, for kids to get touches on the ball while they're staying safe in quarantine. Nice. Perfect, man. Yeah. Like John said, man, if there's anything we can do to, to help you grow, spread the word, let us know. We'd love to help you with that. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much, Hayden, for taking the time to talk to us today, man. Uh, we wish you the best of luck and hope to get you on again soon when everything hopefully gets back to normal and we'll be waiting and hoping for your return to Sacramento. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I hope we come and play there. Uh, That'd be really awesome experience. Yeah, man, definitely. uh, Definitely come and say hi to us. We'll be on the stands. All right. Sounds good. Danny will be wearing a a mask and have a drum. So definitely you'll be able to recognize him. (laughs) Can't miss me. You'll hear me the entire game. Awesome. (laughs) All right, Hayden, have a great rest of your day, man. Thank you so much again. Yeah, yeah thank y'all you. too. Thanks for having me. All right, cheers, man. Cool. Thanks. Stay safe. You too, thanks. Today's guest was brought to you by the Mikuni Dreamline. Mikuni is offering 15% off your order and has now made it easy to order with the Mikuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they'll deliver your meals straight to your car. Visit them today at mikunisushi.com or download their app, available anywhere you download apps. And we're back. A special thanks to Hayden for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Um, I think that was a great conversation. What do you guys think? It was awesome, man. I, I, I love the guy's answers. Uh, he's staying positive, staying in shape. Yeah, it was a great conversation. It was good. Yeah, I, I think it was good too. I mean, it's great to see, you know, what, uh, what he's doing for the community with the FTO. So I'm excited to see, you know, how, how that'll um, evolve over time as well. Yeah. I wish him the best of luck with that FTO. That's, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be good for him for post soccer, even during his time with soccer. It's an, it's an extra way to, to make awareness and, and get training out to kids. So 
that's awesome that he's doing that. And it's good to hear that he's he's staying in touch with with former players that he's he's had the time with. Um, and hopefully we'll see him soon back in Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see him back in Sacramento for sure. No, I mean as in a, in yeah. a jersey. As in, in as the as Sacramento, in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As in the uh, old glory. Don't forget that we can be found on all social media platforms. If you want to take a look on Facebook, you can find us on two places on Facebook. One, the Sacramento Republic FC Fans, which is a Facebook group, and our own Facebook page, Sacktown FC Podcast. We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Sacktown FC. And we can... Whoa, 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 John. We cannot forget about our amazing partners, California Storm. Make sure you guys check them out on their website at calstormsoccer.com. Also check them out on IG and Twitter at calstormsoccer and on Facebook at California Storm. So as I was saying before, I was interrupted by my co-host here. We can be found on social media platforms for video games. We have our own Twitch account now. Luis, tell them about it. Yeah, so if you guys are on Twitch looking for our account, uh, we can be found under Sacktown FC. So check it out. Um, it was really exciting. Um, I was uh, on, well, I should say yesterday, um, because this is going to be posted uh, the day after, but uh, I was playing some FIFA, had a lot of fun, played a couple online games, uh, also created uh, some players for us three. So we're actually on the game itself. We have our own players. So had a lot of fun, and I will be doing that more often in the weekend now. So, you know, keep an eye out for my tweets or for any other posts on social media. So you can check me out and see see if I win or lose or tie. So, yeah. Well, you guys check, to check that out. They can't check you out, but they can play. They can check out your gaming ability. Yeah, I mean, they could check us out still. I mean, they, they could check our digital persona. That's true. <laughs> uh, on there as a player, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, ch- check it out. Give us your thoughts on what you think there. Um, if you want to play against me or John, um, my Xbox gamer tag is Sacktown FC. For John, he's on PlayStation. His gamer tag is Sacktown underscore FC. So send us a message. Let us know if you want to play against. And, hey, we could even probably do a live Twitch if you don't mind. And, you know, we could broadcast our game as well. So, yeah, let us know. And, you know, we're ready to play a game anytime. And just make sure you're not that guy who does rage quitting because if you get whooped by us, we're still going to talk trash. And then if you beat us, we're still going to talk trash. So don't rage quit. Own it. If you're getting taking that L, we'll, we'll be as grace, graceful as we can be with our Ls. So just remember that. Um, we also have our own website. A lot of you have probably already seen and heard about it. Um, it's sacktownfc.com. Here you can learn about how the show came together. You can un- get a hold of us from the contact bar. We also now have our uh, Soccer's Pulse site or section for everything that Seth uh, will be putting on uh, as it relates to upcoming events, news, information around the globe for soccer, putting that, putting that finger on the pulse of soccer. And also the opportunity to join our squadron, which is our form of the supporters group. On the, as a member of the squadron, you would get access to our Slack channel, Entered into a lottery for Makuni or Chondo's Tacos or even a New Glory function with us and have insight and say on some of our new swag that we'll be releasing with the greatest logo in all of podcasting. 
So check us out at sacktownsc.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. All right, guys. So that's all we have for today's episode. Um, I want to give a special thanks again to Hayden for joining us tonight and to you, as usual, for listening to us and for all the support that, you know, everyone listening to this podcast is, is always giving us. We really appreciate it. And thank you. You know, we, we wouldn't be where we're at and where we want to be in the future if it wouldn't be for all the loyal listeners. So. Again, thank you very much for that. And as always, you know, remember to have your notifications turned on because we do have a lot of content in store for everyone to listen. So, you know, make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you follow us on like your favorite podcast platform to be able to, you know, be alerted when a new pod goes out. Or, you know, you can also follow us on social media to get that alert. But, you know, we we know you don't want to miss any new episodes. Also, don't forget to give us some positive comments as well. There are some podcast platforms that do allow you to leave a comment. One of the most probably popular ones that allows you to do so is Apple Podcast. You know, thank you to the people who have left us comments there, or even just left us ratings on there. That really helps as we try to grow the podcast. And so, yeah, please, please do that. And we might actually start reading your comments in future pods as well. So you know leave us a comment and you might hear it on the next pod thank you everyone and have a great day cheers everybody later guys